If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want to coach and tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubenville, and welcome to another episode of the GOAT Consulting Podcast right here in Nashville, Tennessee, in the studio at VCE Productions. The table is new. We're constantly upgrading with the podcast and the people around Mm -hmm. us. So the table stay the same to the right as always, as always in his active wear with his clothing line underneath, the CEO and founder of the GOAT family of brands, Tyler Burnett, the 31-year-old punk pass and kick champion. (laughs) Always good to be here with you old guys. Yes, yes. And to the the left, it's uh, my good friend. I do know his name. It's John Byers. (laughs) And uh, he's the the called the LinkedIn whisperer and the calming force to our show. You know, while the tables change and the studios change, one thing that hasn't changed is what we bring every every week, mm. and, and that is three things. Number one, we're going to serve it up in a way that you can get it. Number two, it's about the stages of life and career. In our twenties, we get in, and our thirties move up, move up, and our forties, we stay in, and our fifties, we say, "What is it that I really want?" Mm-hmm. Unless you're Tyler, then at, at thirty, you say, "What is it that I really want?" And and it's then on the accelerated plan. It's on the accelerated plan. <laughs> And then, of course, the GOAT, the greatest of all time in sports. It's easy to see. It's the people that are recognized for their greatness. What they do elevates everyone else around them. But in mm. business, it's people that compete on perspective, unique perspective, unique education, and unique experience. What they do gives them energy, and it gives other people energy. It creates new levels of challenge and new levels of opportunity. We've got some exciting news about hey, I just some... want to interrupt and just tell oh, you, wow. I, I really appreciate everything you've done with me. Well, over the last year, because everything you just said has changed how I go about my day and how I think about my customers and my process and my the whole shebang. So I think that's important what you said and the stages of life. I've I didn't realize that kind of that's what I've done is take hmm. the 50s and try to figure out what I really want now. Yeah. And everything that I've thought in my head, you've done a great job of really pulling it out. So I can orchestrate the way I really feel, and you've helped me put that into words and carry it out in every day. So I just wanted to say thank you and interrupt that. Well, I'm then I'm I'm going to get over the fact that you gave him a hug before the show and not me, <laughs> and um and I'll well, get past that. No, I appreciate you saying that. And listen, it is so much fun. I told Katie the other day that working with you has been more fun, and and, and we've worked with people that we don't like. Yes, <laughs> in all of our careers, and then working with people that you love is so much fun. Thank you. So thank you. You want well, to say something else? Well, I just think, you know, I, I listened to Vanessa the other day tell me for 30 minutes why she thinks Tyler's the best yeah. uh, person on personality <laughs> sharer of the show. So uh, yeah. I appreciate anything, anytime you interrupt from now on, like I'm just, I'm all fo- focused and listen. So well, <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank you, Vanessa. So I really took Vanessa to make that happen. Yeah. Well, the show today, we take one idea yeah. and we break it down. Every show, unless we have one of John's cool guests or Tyler's cool guests or my cool guests that we bring to the table. Yeah, but today I'm, wait, I'm still waiting on two videos to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we do have friends, and we'll bring them in a sprinter. Let's <laughs> later on in the show. Today, the show is about one simple idea. Maybe it's deep. Maybe it's a little complex. But the show is getting it right is better than being right. Mm, I love that. And, and certainly with the pandemic 
and what's happened to all of us in the uncertainty over the last 20 months has made us pause and, and ask ourselves, I think, is this uncertainty that we had a gift or is it something that creates fear and panic yeah. in, in how we approach what we do every day? Yeah. But John, you really love this idea of getting it right mm -hmm. over being right. I pushed back on you a little bit. We went back and forth, and we landed where we are today. But before we do that, we've got some some exciting news. I think very exciting. It, it's a defining moment in uh, in our history, in our short history, to the worldwide audience. Where can people listen to this show? By oh the way, oh my gosh, where can't you listen? To where it? can't you? Listen I learn to something new every week. So Pocket Cast, obviously Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, YouTube, iHeart, YouTube. <laughs> I mean, we're everywhere, all over the world. NPR, yes, CBS, ABC, for all our international yes. listeners. That's yes. right. And so, for all those listeners today, we've we've got we got one thing to say. And it's a defining moment for us. For, mm. First, here's what I believe. I believe when you think about Nashville, you think about one word, and that word is energy. Mm. And energy cannot be created. It can only be transferred. And when I think about the energy, I think about the energy in the downtown scene. You've been out on Broadway. That sprinter may be down on Broadway at some point. Yep. Downtown scene, music scene, what makes this town great, and the sports scene, the healthcare scene. God, it's on fire. The education it? scene. And there's so many different pockets of greatness, and now we have this company that reached out to you yep. and said, we're listening to these stories about all this energy that's happening in Nashville, and we want to be a part of it. Yeah. And we talked early on, and we said, if we do this right, if we do this right, we don't have to be right, but to get it right. <laughs> yeah. That, that's great. That the right people... We'll show up in the boat. Yeah. Good people help good people. Good people help good people. Absolutely. And so I'm going to let you make the official announcement since uh, that's part of your networks uh, that, that you brought to the table. and, and uh, Part of your whispering. Part, part, a little part, whisper. The LinkedIn whisper does it again. Well, it's been, a, it's been a lot of fun. And I think, you know, we've talked about on the show before, the people that got you here may not necessarily get you there. So you may have noticed the last few episodes, we've got a new studio. We've kind of elevated our game a little bit. Thanks, VC Productions, for that. Yeah. Um, this was really exciting. We've and to your point, Colby, we've been very careful to entertain those potential partners right. of of the podcast. And uh, I got a call a couple of weeks ago from a friend of mine, Brian Huddleston, who leads Dev Digital here in Nashville. Yeah, and he said, "I am sitting here listening to." The, the episode with King James, waiting for an interjection of a sponsor, waiting for you guys to talk about, and nobody showed up. And he said, how in the world is that possible? We want to be a part of this. Yeah. How can we do it? And so we are thrilled and we're excited to share with you. And we're very fortunate to be able to bring Dev Digital into the GOAT Consulting Podcast family yes. as a partner as we move forward, as we continue to elevate and up our game. So Brian Huddleston and all the good folks at Dev Digital and Colby's going to tell you a little bit about what those guys do. And uh, they are they are in the loving bosom of <laughs> the Goat Consulting Podcast they from are. here from here on out. They are. I, I didn't. I didn't. It was it was Easter recently. I didn't know that you would be making any kind of biblical references. But thank you for that. I think more than anything, what I'm excited about is you did mention prior to the show that since Brian and Brian, I know you're listening. That since he did reach out to you after the King James podcast, that I think we're going to have an official 
party, an announcement party with Brian and several of his folks. At, with James? At, Urban Grub? At Urban Grub. Urban this, Grub. This, this is incredible. This it, Urban Grub party keeps getting bigger and bigger. I'm, yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, they do so many things. They do yeah. so many things. But you're going to have to stay tuned to listen yeah. about what they do. So that's a little bit about the relationship, or behind the scenes about the relationship. And we're so thankful that uh, that Brian saw the opportunity and connected with the material. And from what, in our conversation, it just left coffee in Nolansville. And by the way, if you haven't been to Nolansville lately, it is blowing up. Yes, Maybe we need yeah. to stick out to their chamber. But uh, he was able to take the information and send it out to his people as a teaching tool. Yeah, And that's, that's right. something that we think is really, really cool. So let's laser focus in for today. Yeah. Uh, Brian, th- DevDigital, devdigital.com. Check them out. We'll be telling you more about those guys. Thank you for getting in the boat. We're thrilled to be here. Absolutely. With you. And so today's topic is, as John said, about getting it right is better than being right. Uh, I'm going to set the stage and just say we, we live in some uncertain term, uncertain times and uncertain terms. Yes. And um, a Greek philosopher that I met, this is true, a Greek philosopher that I met many years ago said this to me, and it's one of the coolest moments of my teaching career. He said, Colby, it's better to know than to have, but it's better to understand than to know. Hmm. It's better to know than to have, but it's better to understand than to know. Well, going to your point, I mean, being right is only today. Being right is only today. Because everything's changing and evolving. So if you're right, it's not sustainable. Yeah. It's temporary success. This little consulting business that I've had, I always say, Jubinville, you used to know what worked. And if you don't continue to evolve... And know what works today yeah. and future and always getting better. But when I think about that quote from the Greek philosopher, there's three things there. Having a playbook, knowing a playbook, and understanding a playbook. Mm. You give the playbook to a freshman and you say, here, freshman, here's the playbook. And they read the playbook. They don't know it, but they got it. Here's the no. They have it. They know the play to run, but they don't know when the defensive chains, what to do. Then, by their senior year, they understand it. You call a certain play. They line up to make the play. The defense adjusts, change, and now you understand what to do. And I might – I think this episode would help me see what you just said. Yeah. And add another layer to that, which is constantly be willing to update and refine the playbook. No doubt. Absolutely. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is Blockbuster. Mm. And then how you had the red box. And then how that just kept evolving. Like Blockbuster and Hollywood Video were right. They got it right. Yeah. But they weren't willing to evolve. Toys R Us. There's still one it, Blockbuster left, by the way. Is there? <laughs> yeah. Where? It's in Portland, Oregon. Let's go. Let's get the Sprinter and go. <laughs> That's too far. But um, and it does only have 50,000 miles on it, so we could There's, probably get there it. There is no too far for the Sprinter. I've got guess. <laughs> well, you know, and then Toys R Us not willing to get in the e-commerce scene, yeah. you know, and stay, and and stay there. So there's there's definitely some people who've definitely got it right. Yeah. Well, But it, it's only temporary if they're not willing to evolve, like you said. Understand. Willing to change with the – think about email marketing. 
I mean, email marketing was the the ticket yeah. five years ago. Now, how many times do you just delete, delete, delete? Now it's like text marketing, and it's it's Instagram, and yeah, that's ever changing TikTok. all the time. Everything yeah. is always well. The changing. reason the reason BlackBerry didn't evolve is because the founder said there's nobody wants an internet browser on their phone. They only want email. <laughs> yeah, and they mocked iPhone. Yeah. right. But this this idea really comes from in part uh, this story that I read recently about. Jean-Pierre Bergomes, who had a hobby where he would pre- just predict outcomes of random things. And so finally, he learned that they hold these international competitions around what they now call s- super forecasting. Super, yeah. And we're going next year. I'm all in. Okay. And, and they give them random topics, right? Like who's going to be the president of Iran in six months, or will the president still be the president? Who's going to win the next World Cup? So there's not any specific honed in like sports, politics, whatever. It's all over the board. And they have these guys go. And Adam Grant, in his book recently called Think Again, talks about this concept. And he says, you know, I've been able, he, he identifies four things that separate these super forecasters from the rest of us, and maybe even the top forecasters, the great forecasters versus the really good ones. And he said there's four things that they they have in common. They're passionately dispassionate, which I struggle with because once I get kind of honed in or locked in on something, I'm like, I'm all in on that idea, right? Yeah. So that's one. They think like a scientist. They're always asking questions. They lead with questions, not solutions. Number four, they they change on average their beliefs four times, which interestingly enough, he says the good forecasters change on average twice, the great ones four times. So we're not talking about huge margins here between good and great. And then the fourth thing he says is they pay more attention to factors that tend to be overlooked. Hmm. So those things, you'll have to rewind. All right, let's put a pause right there. Yeah. Take you don't the, have to rewind. We're just going to pause right Take here. those four things and apply them in a practical way to people's lives, to people's businesses, to people's careers. One of the things that I heard you say was letting go. Mm -hmm. And the thing that's holding you back, ironically, is your own belief system. Yes. And so that happens with me so much. I get so tight on my convictions. Well, I I have a personal example, which I will share, but... Let me share my goat because I think this story, this very short story embodies all of those things. So many people that don't may not know this, but Steve Jobs, who we talked about before, certainly a, a goat worthy, probably could correlate every episode to him in some way, right? Mm-hmm. Just a rock star. Most people probably don't know that he had no interest in getting into the cell phone business. Like zero hated the cell phone carriers, the fees, the company. I mean, just despised cell phone industry. And yet he let his team change his mind. Hmm. It embodies the quote, which we've all, or I think I've shared before on here, where he says, we hire smart people not to tell them what to do, but for them to tell us what to do. And he didn't want to get into the cell phone game. He let his people change his mind because they saw where the puck was going, not where it was today. And I'm sure he saw it too. I mean, the opportunity there, he just hated it so much. But he, he decided to really embody all four of these things. Removed his 
passionate or conviction or what he always believed to really consider a future outcome. He changed his mind. He asked questions. He started thinking like a scientist. And four years after the launch of the iPhone, not only was it Apple's most successful product, but its sales accounted for more than all of Microsoft's products combined. Mm, that makes after, you happy. After wow. four years. Letting letting go, updating your beliefs. Yes. Steve Jobs let his people do it. That's fascinating to me. One of the most influential people in the world at the time let his team change his mind. Your company is growing at an exponential rate. Sold a million dollars worth of product in a month. When you set goals to sell upwards of a million dollars in a year, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, did a did eight hundred sixty thousand. Yep. What's the one thing that, in updating your beliefs, that allows you to go from a million in a year to a million in a month? I mean, in all seriousness, one of the biggest conversations that we had internally, and we had it at Urban Grub when I met with you about insurance, is that I'm not fit to help everybody, and everybody is not the right customer. And I mean, instead of me trying to go get every job, learning how to say I'm not the right fit for you. Yeah. And I really think that's one thing. I mean, obviously, there's a ton of different things that have evolved over time. But really understanding that, you know, if you can't help somebody, it's better just to say, you know what, I'm not the right fit for you, but mm -hmm. I've got somebody. And it comes back tenfold. Yeah. Because when they understand that there is the right situation, they come back and say, hey, you know, that wind up, if you follow up with them too, hey, man, how, how was it with him? Man, it was great. Thank you so much for hooking me up with him. But I've got a restaurant that I've opened now, and I really want to put a putting green out in front of it. Yeah. And so if I think good people help good people. And that's one thing that I've really learned too. And, and so that's what I've tried to do, surround myself with good people. And if I can be a, a good person and help them, they'll help me as well. Just the way people knock on the door, right? Right. <laughs> Opportunity knocks. <laughs> you have to answer it. That's right. Uh, no, it's, that's a great point. And, and I think his example speaks to, to how you have to let go. Yeah. And how you have to update your beliefs. I used to believe early on in my career that I had to save everybody. And, and that's exhausting. Because mm -hmm. well, you can't. Right. And, hey, and I thought, and I thought I had it figured out too. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, yeah. I got it figured out. Right. I've played professional baseball, and yeah. I've worked at a big, big time company. I was promoted twice in five years. I was the youngest person North at my American level. Manufacturer. You know, and then, and then I've got my own business, and we're going. And then I finally just one day said, I want to be better. And, and how do I get better? And the only way you're better is you you get around better people and you and you get coaching and and you get somebody who can. You're not always right, right? <laughs> but well, but you but you challenge me in, in so many ways. And that was and, not an understood you. He was saying that to and, me. That, that was to Col Colby <laughs> Jubinville. But you know, but you challenge me in such a way, and and it's not always about being right. Yeah. Sometimes it's about your your idea to me, and then my idea back to you, and then your Let idea the back idea again. Win. So, yeah, it's I got it wrote down right here. It's not it's not who is right; it's what is right. So yeah. here here's one of my biggest flaws. Yeah, is I see I tend to see the purpose of learning to affirm my beliefs rather than to evolve my beliefs, and I don't like that about myself. But it is what I do. I will ask. Sometimes I will ask questions. I will look to validate. So, for example, one of the things that I have always said, because I, I heard it years back and thought, oh, that's a great idea. I'm all in on that, is whenever our kids get a car, I tell them, you can get any car you want Ooh. as long as you pay half. Hey, yeah. Dad. You pay half. I'll pay any car you want. 
And Vanessa never really got on board with that. She kind of just bought, you know, what was, was biding what was her, her time. Just curious, curious. Well, so what's happened recently is she's like, I've tried to be more open to changing my mind. Mm. And so I've been, okay, tell me more about why you're not all in on that. Like, mm. tell, help me understand why this may not be the best path that I've said. It, rather than holding on to what I've always been, because that's just the stake in the ground that I'm taking, yeah. could there be a better way? A little conflict, healthy conflict resolution. Yeah. And so, to, to, but to your point, it's, it's, I wrote it down as it's confirmation bias and desirability bias. Confirmation bias, seeing what we expect. And so we look for that. And this desirability, seeing what we want. And I would go into conversation with other people. Tell me what you do with your kids, right? Don't you have them pay half? And they're like, oh, yeah, we do that too. Like I would listen for those yeah. to affirm what I already believed or why, why I was doing was right rather than really, oh, well, tell me more about that, right? See, do you I love see, it. Do you yeah. see why I started with D Demetrius Garaganos who said it's better to know than to have and it's better to understand than to know? See, that there's the half. You have it. There's the know. You know it. And then there's the understanding. There's the letting go. There's the trying to figure out and reconcile your beliefs as you change. That's the understanding. The I, might, I might challenge. I would love to have a conversation with him on this. Okay. I might say. Don't, don't challenge the Greeks, man. You can challenge a lot of people, but you better bring it. If <laughs> how, you about, how about not? That... I would love to have a conversation where I'm trying to learn more about what he says, because I might say it like this. Okay. Rather than it's better to know, I might say it's better to know that we don't know. Ooh. Because to me, Adam Grant in this book, he puts it this way. He says, if knowledge is power, knowing what we don't know is wisdom. Mm. Because I can get so hung up on what I know or what I think I know that it disrupts my ability to learn, to connect, and maybe get to a better place with data I haven't let in because of these other biases and things that I've had in the past. So your goats, Jobs? Jobs, and maybe, you know, probably Jean-Pierre, too. I mean, he's the, the, the world's forecaster. best forecast. No one's better just, in the world, ever. I just got a question from the audience that's listening on my oh, phone. Wow. And, okay. yeah, it's Ooh. the first ever. But how in the world did you find out even there was something as a, called a super forecaster? I, I had no idea. How did you find out about that? Well, Adam Grant in his book, Rethink, okay. mentioned it. And so I looked it up and okay. read about it. And okay. it's really fascinating. Gosh, I yeah. want to be able to read more. I, I really wish that well, just, would just, just be listen, committed. Go back and, and listen to the it. podcast. And, and that'll, well, I mean, it's the Cliff's Notes. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for that. I mean, you. Who's your goat? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow you all out of the water here because okay. you're not expecting this because I'm going to go outside of the local and I'm going to go John Biggins. Oh. Do you know who John I have, Biggins? I have no idea. No. He invented, he invented the credit card. Oh. oh man, and I was, I want to be his son. And called Charge It. It was called Charge It and it was to build loyalty. His name wasn't like John Visa. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it was to it was to build loyal customers for the bank because he was offering something somebody else wouldn't do. Yeah. And it was it was the most popular among travelers. Because, you know, used to if you have to go get the money to travel, you would have to go get the money and it just took a lot more time and a lot more effort. Whereas if you had a charge it card, you could just charge it. Deposit would go in the bank. They would pay the the retailer or whoever, and then charge the customer. So his ability to see that that was a problem, Biggins, that that was a Biggins. Isn't that great last I name? Love it. So ironic. So we, can but, do, we could do a clothing line. We could do a restaurant. We could do so many things with that. 
Goat Biggins. Where did you find out about this? I, you know, I said you better bring the A game today. We got an announcement about a sponsor. I'd, I'd like to take credit for that, but he did it all on his own. How did you find out about that? I mean, every day, like one thing that I that's been weighing on me this week is how can I increase my performance with my business and my time without taking time away from my family. And so I've been thinking so much about how can I just, how can I eliminate waste? How can I eliminate Love waste? It. And then I thought about the credit card. You know, you used to have to go to the bank and go get cash to then go here and make a purchase. And now you can just swipe and I'll pay you back in the next 30 days. And I thought, how convenient, how, how so much of a time efficiency Absolutely. and how convenient. And then that got me really thinking about the Sprinter van. And I, I got to thinking about how can I do more with less time? And then I looked at my schedule and, okay, I'm driving 40 minutes and then this is 30 mm -hmm. minutes away and then this is 25 minutes and then I want to check on this job, it's 11 minutes, and then I want to drive 43 minutes back. And I'm like, today, this week, I have at least two hours of driving every single day this week. And I thought, 10, wow. ho 10 hours a week? And then I thought, 40 hours a month? I mean, how valuable is my time and what I can get done? And I'm not sick of working till six or seven p.m. It's not about the work for right. me. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's about, about it's about taking it's about taking my next to oldest daughter to golf lessons and being there and supporting her in the golf and yep. supporting the gymnastics and supporting softball and supporting anything that I can support and really building myself as a better CEO. And I said, you know, the only way I can do that is for me to hire more people, which I'm not scared to do. Or how many this week? We hired three last week. <laughs> or uh, and they all came from the North American car manufacturer in Canada, <laughs> the breeding grounds of goat turf. Um, they are included. So the only way I could really get more time done, and I, I'm not willing to, to sacrifice performance, but I want to gain time, and, and it just was the most feasible option for me. What did, what did I say? You got in your 40s? What? You got to, because it's 30, you got to keep going because those 30 year olds are so damn good. They push us. They push us. I love it. I love it. Forward thinking, doing more with less. We live in a new economic age that says what? We always got to do more with less. So, my, my goat. Yes, bring it. Okay. And and we got to get to some practical. So I expect you with well, your I goat will. to share. So a was my, of those my goat good today, guys? You, know, you did I, well. I did I mean, well. I didn't come with the, you know, no, daddy. You did good. <laughs> didn't come proud. with the daddy coming. Very proud of you. <laughs> Although you could have. I'm trying to, I know, but I'm just trying to always impress you guys, well, you know? I mean, my, third, I my 30 year Hey, I'm almost 32, hey, by the way. Listen, I don't like hanging out with a lot of people, but I like hanging out with you. Um, here's my goat. My, my goat, I think, is, is going to be a goat that um, probably stands above all others. Oh, wow. That were talked about today. My goat, oh. my goat is a guy that not only was right, but got it right along the way, too. It's Moses. Oh. A little biblical reference. Now, okay. Now think about that. Okay. What did he keep? I'm an amateur at the Bible, Tyler, but but what I do know is he kept saying, listen, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. You have to understand this is going to happen. And then guess what? So The well, seas parted, and it happened. It did. So he understood, fought through it, understood, <laughs> let go of his beliefs, let go of his beliefs. What? Did he? Yes. I don't know. 
you need to go back and read. Well, maybe so, because he spent, you know, four, God said do something. He spent 40 years yeah, yeah. wondering, yes. trying to let go of his beliefs, came back. And then, you know, the, the most amazing thing, one of the most amazing things Was about that his good? story. You did well with Thank that. Thank you. But, you know, We're he, just all performing today. Yeah. He never got to take the people into the promised land. Like, he got right up to it, and then he died. <laughs> and then the people went in. Like he said, this is what I'm going to lead you to it. And he did. And then that was it. Being right, getting it right. It was more important. More important that he got it right. Got it right. right. A couple practical things. That's that pretty I, practical. <laughs> that I thought of. It's good. So the best leaders that I've ever en- encountered in my own life are masterful at asking questions. Not reminding me about how much they know, but masterful about asking questions. And not in a way like to lead me down a path like I've done in the past so that I shared about earlier to kind of affirm my beliefs, but they're masterful at asking questions to learn, to get more information because they realize there's more that I can know and I don't have enough. And I would put it this way for myself. I'm here to improve myself, not prove myself uncertainty doesn't have to be the enemy, right? The not knowing, which I can't say until recently I've ever viewed it as a good thing. I mean, the most Googled question last year was, when's the pandemic going to be over? Yeah, People don't like uncertainty, right? Yeah. But there's a beauty in the mystery. Yeah, I've always, I've always jumped off into the deep end in any, um, in any project I've ever taken on in every aspect of my career, starting a college football team in 1998. I had no problem walking in and saying, we will figure this out. I think from a practical standpoint, and then we'll start to try to bring the plane to the ground here. Yeah. Is, ask questions for me. That's, that's yeah, ask questions. And Lead it, with that it, for me. And it reminds me of this story. Um, a very successful Division One basketball coach um, was a very successful um, state high school basketball coach that won multiple state championships over 10 state championships, let's say over a 20-year period, 15-year period. And before that, they struggled. They'd get into the first round and lose, second round and lose. And, and so he finally asked himself one day, he said, what is it that we have to change so that we can go deeper into the tournament? And the question that he asked, and he kept asking himself, he came back to this one conclusion. The people that we play in the regular season and the caliber that we play in the regular season will dictate and define the level of success and the level of play that we have in the postseason. And so is that one question about understanding and asking themselves, what do I need to let go of? And so they went out and they scheduled – teams throughout the region, the best teams throughout Tough the region. Games. Tough games. Baylor could probably subscribe probably subscribes to that. They just and, and, beat an undefeated Gonzaga, the championship. And, and it's somebody I have tremendous respect for, and it's Rick Insel at, at MTSU. Mm. When he built his dynasty at Shelbyville, I asked him, I said, what was the trigger event for you where you said, this is what we're going to have to do if to change in order to win at the level I want to live? When, he said, we decided to go out and play competition that we knew would be better than what was going to be in in the playoffs in Tennessee. Yeah, he did a good there job go. at it. <laughs> <laughs> every day, every day. So so the, the, the last takeaway for you, I, the last takeaway for me is this, is that we're so excited that Dev Digital is on board. Oh, my gosh, they're awesome. And um, I say this each time that we put this together, 
But uh, to me, this is this is my favorite time each month to get together, get around a table, share ideas, package it up, and give it back to the world in a fun way, in a compelling way, an emotional way. And so for for John Byers, thank you, and, and for Tyler who brings a story today about he's the uh, best one, by the way, about Vanessa the guy Byers. that invented the credit card. And if you've got that credit card in your in your wallet today, and you're ready to have it paid off, just send it to Tyler. Tyler will put his address for you out there for, to the world, and uh, we'll get it paid off. I'll send it directly to my consultant for, <laughs> to get taken care of. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville. This is John Byers, Tyler Burnett. This is the Go Consulting Podcast. Boom.